0: Is John and Ben, and welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I discuss 1985 Santa Claus the movie one minute at a time. And in real life, Santa must be in the crunch time, right? It's uh almost his big night,
1: yeah. I'm sure in, in real time, he is they are gearing up, they're like going full force,
0: they're not sleeping now. So, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that we had ordered the book velvet antlers velvet noses did i get that right
1: yes velvet antlers velvet noses the story of a reindeer family by tilly smith
0: now we have to thank jack from total christmas podcast again for pointing us in the direction of tilly smith and we are grateful that we have found this book because there's like an entire chapter about the production and the reindeer that were in Santa Claus the movie. There's so much information in here that we could probably devote a whole show to it. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to do is like give you like a little little bit of reindeer knowledge every week.
1: Right. I don't want to get into too too much because the reindeer really aren't in this minute too much. They're just like a little flyby. So you don't get to see them very much in this minute. So we'll we'll discuss them more later, but I just wanted to read this little section because this ta- this is about what takes place earlier on in the movie that we've already discussed. And it's the very beginning of the movie when it is Claus and Anya, they're not Santa yet, and they are getting pulled by two reindeer in the snowstorm. At the beginning of the film, there is a scene when Claus and Anya are returning well, she says returning home in their sleigh, but they're actually going to deliver the present to the boy across town. And they're caught in a terrible snowstorm. And the reindeer were too exhausted to pull the sleigh. I'm sure everyone remembers this part of the movie. I mean, it, it's discussed at great length by us and by many others. So Dr. Lindgren is associated with the Gorm Reindeer Center. And when the movie came to them and they wanted to negotiate for the reindeer and stuff, um, at first they didn't want to. There's a lot of, like, back and forths. But anyway, when Dr. Lindgren saw the film and saw that the reindeer were pulling the sleigh and they were so exhausted, the animatronic reindeer and the real reindeer looked so alike and the animatronics were so good that she actually thought that it was the real reindeer that were getting put through all of this stress and collapsed and were so upset. She was so upset that she couldn't handle it. Like she thought they were the real reindeer. That's how good the animatronics were on the set. And she didn't know that it was not real reindeer. It was very upsetting to her. (laughs) So it makes sense that we couldn't tell the difference if a, doctor who works with reindeer for her whole you know her career her whole life couldn't tell the difference we could tell the difference
0: i don't have the book in front of me ben has it with her but if i remember correctly the doctor did consult with the model makers and the puppeteers yes. on how the animals actually move in real life
1: yeah she made an arrangements for Alan, who was another person with the with the Reindeer Center, to go down and work with the Pinewood Studios for all of this. So he was the one that really interacted with the movie studio on the Reindeer and the animatronics. So.
0: Yeah. And, wh- and one more note about the reindeer before we move on. A few episodes ago, we joked how we could go to this reindeer farm and possibly see the descendants of the Santa Claus, the movie Reindeer. But this book does confirm that uh, they don't have any descendants.
1: No. Nope. The, the stars of this movie could not have children. So, therefore, <laughs> there are no descendants. So, that's a little bit of a bummer.
0: That's a bummer. So you want to keep listening to our podcast because Ben's going to be sprinkling in some more information from Tilly Smith's excellent book.
1: Velvet Antlers, Velvet Noses. Yes.
0: So are you ready to go into minute number 38?
1: I am because I have some good stuff for this minute.
0: More than what John knows. I don't know what she has up her sleeve, so I'm expecting some good stuff. So our minute begins as Dooley finishes off his sentence from last week saying if you uh, recall he was reading it the night before Christmas mm-hmm. and Santa was getting offended at a certain line comparing his ample tummy to a bowl full of jelly a bowl full of jelly and then Dooley's like it's just a poem <laughs> and that, then, that's a good line read on that line yeah. it's just a poem
1: <laughs> and then Anya is like and then uh Claus to asks Anya
2: Is that how they think I look?
1: Well mm, in the, the cookies. Mm. You know, and then Patch and his group of elves are all like, Yeah, it's the cookies. Totally the cookies.
0: <laughs> and Judy Cornwall as Anya is so charming in this scene. It could've this could have been like like a really kinda like mean spirited type of scene. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, she's like, all giggles, like, oh, cookies. It's just
1: the cookies, dear. It's nothing to worry about. It's just the cookies, you know. Like,
0: <laughs> then Santa gives this really pathetic, sad puppy dog <laughs> face, like he just scolded a puppy for peeing on the carpet or something. He's like, hmm. he does, and then he looks sadly over to the elves, and that's when they say, like, the
1: cookies. It's just the <laughs> cookies.
0: Yeah, yeah, the elves are more, uh, more, more jerks than <laughs> honest. <laughs>
1: They're all laughing, like, it almost looks like they're laughing at him, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. just a
0: cookie. (laughs) cookie. Cookies,
1: Dad, Chubby. (laughs) (laughs) Just the cookies. (laughs) When you know it's
0: not the cookies. It's uh, Patch and the boys, uh, Honk, Boog, and Vout, who are doing the giggling, and then we immediately cut to a plate of vegetables, and I have done an inventory of what is Santa's new diet is consisting of? Well,
1: that took a lot of work. <laughs> There's only five items on the plate.
0: I'm trying to make it sound impressive that I did this <laughs> extra research for the just for this podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, so what do you see on the plate?
0: I have two carrots. Yes. Two celery stalks. Four sprigs of parsley, and the thing in the middle. I'm not sure if it's a grape. Or an olive.
1: Okay, well, I can tell you that it is an olive. Okay. And it is actually supposed to be um, four carrots, two celery sticks, and an olive.
0: Well, that's not what my eyes are seeing.
1: I know, but in the book, <laughs> he had four carrot sticks. Maybe he
0: ate two of them already. He reaches for a celery stock. He's not already eating one. Well,
1: i mean, saying maybe he ate the carrots
0: before this, you know? like and Perhaps, perhaps. Now, we have to ask, is Santa any, really any larger than he was when he started making his rounds?
1: I don't think so. I mean, he looks the same
0: to me. This isn't like Tim Allen in the fat suit.
1: No, I mean, he looks the same. I don't think that he's gained any weight. It could, I don't know, maybe, maybe elves clothes, they just shrink, so it looks like he's bigger. You
0: know? (laughs) Well, I mean, that those polka dot things, the poofy polka dot shirts he wears around the house, you know. Right. Those are pretty baggy, yeah. you know. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. How do you be able to tell? I don't know. I don't and that's know. a weird part of the prophecy. It's like, you live forever, you travel around the world, and time moves with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like an endless night for you, but it's only a regular night for us regular people. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, but you can still gain weight.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know... At least Santa can gain weight, and he has no health factors that's going to be contributing to that. So he could just gain weight and lose weight as he feels fit. <laughs> However he wants. It's not going to affect his health at all because he'll live forever.
0: But apparently here he's a little self-conscious about his weight because, yep. like I said, he's about to take a big old bite miserably mm-hmm. out of one of these celery stalks. Yes, and even the music on the soundtrack is kind of doing a... Yeah. Yes. Like, if, if this was on TV, you could hear the audience laughing right now. Poor yeah, Santa. Yeah. This, this scene did get a laugh in the movie theater, though.
1: Oh, it did? That's funny. Um, before we move on, because I know we're going to... This, right from here, we transition to him flying again. Before we move on, I have more for
0: this. Before we get too far, we also have to point out that... While Santa's at the dining room table, miserably eating his plate of raw vegetables and one olive, is he going to eat the parsley, too, or is that just for garnish? I don't
1: know. I wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't eat it.
0: Do you think Anya fixed him up this plate of vegetables?
1: I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Maybe she's the one who put the parsley on there to sort of, like, dress it up a bit. Because Anya is in the background, uh, she's like drying some dishes. Yeah. And then S- Santa, like, yeah, takes a bite of that uh, celery stalk, and Anya kind of looks over and once again has that mischievous, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like chuckling to herself. And then, perfect timing, Santa, like, looks around at her. Mm-hmm. He, like, kind of shakes his head miserably after he took that bite, like, and then he turns around to look at Anya, and Anya, like quickly turns back around to keep working <laughs> on the dishes this is such a cute scene mm-hmm. so anyway did you have something more to add about santa's vegetable yes. diet
1: yes yes well i want to, i just wanted to read this little part that evening in the privacy of his own kitchen claus sat down to a christmas eve dinner which consisted entirely of for the four carrot and yada 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 and while he stared at his plate for nearly as long as it would have taken him to eat his usual five course holiday meal, (laughs) Anya stood motionless by the stove, thinking sadly that she had never seen her husband look so grim. Was such misery really necessary, she wondered. She still loved him, she would still love him if he were twice as fat and so would the world's children for he would still be their own santa claus and she sighed and shook her head at last claus picked up a carrot stick and began to crunch it loudly
0: (laughs) oh man this is his christmas eve dinner before Uh he has to go out for his endless night yeah which could take like hundreds of years Santa Claus time Uh as I give the poor guy like a turkey dinner or something (laughs) before he goes out. Well, you don't need to worry about
1: him starving to death because now he goes out and about and that night Santa Claus flew out into the darkness feeling like a paragon of restraint and resolve. He promised himself that he would not eat a single cookie that night and by the next year he would be so fit and trim that the elves or people would hardly recognize him and his resolve lasted all the way across the frozen polar wastes onto the first rooftop of a house and down the first chimney until he saw the first plate of cookies waiting for him on the mantelpiece and the sign beside it lettered in a child's awkward scrawl for santa claus santa started toward the chimney stopped and stood for a long moment before the mantle and tried to draw his eyes away from the sight and he shook his head and he started again and then he looked back and then in that moment in the verge of sheer panic his willpower collapsed entirely he swept the cookies from the plate all of them and began to cram them into his mouth <laughs> chewing okay monster and swallowing like a starving man
0: Um, Oh Oh, Oh, (laughs) man, I wish this would have been in the movie. That would have been hilarious.
1: (laughs) And then he goes back to see the reindeer. And look, boys, he called to his reindeer, who were glancing back at him in a mild disapproval. (laughs) Here's how it is. I am sure there are some skinny, meager, wasting-away men who are perfectly good fellows, but the world wants a jolly Santa, well-fed and laughing. And he began to laugh, a great, joyful, rolling ho-ho-ho as he realized that he was perfectly happy with himself just the way he was.
0: Do you think Santa goes solely on cookies? Do you think that's all he eats while he's doing his rounds? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, he could stop and, like, probably just help himself to a sandwich or something out of a refrigerator <laughs> along the way.
1: I'm leaving you I a mean, toy. Time... I'm taking a sandwich.
0: <laughs> yeah, t- time isn't an issue. He could get a hamburger or... No. I mean, I imagine he has to stop to go to the bathroom once in a while. Well, I mean, the reindeer don't eat. He shouldn't have to eat either. Right. I suppose that's true, but you know kids also leave out carrots for the reindeer. Oh,
1: oh, I have to add this. I didn't notice this before. I must have skimmed over it. I have to I have to read you this part of the book as well. Ready for this? Okay. At, when he was ho ho hoing, when he was like, "I'm just good the way I am." He looked down at his stomach in satisfaction, and it did not shake like a bowl full of jelly when I laughed, you silly poet you. <laughs>
0: in your face, Clement Moore.
1: In your face, my tummy doesn't roll like a jelly. <laughs> That's all I have about the poem. That's all I got there.
0: So one more thing, I think this is a good time to put it in. As far as I know, the Santa that we're seeing in this movie is 100% David Huddleston. Right. I don't think he has a pillow under his shirt or anything because I found this little clip from Entertainment Tonight from December of 1985. I'll been put it in here where he does say he put on 15 pounds to get the role of Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. along with some other comments about the movie. Let's roll the clip.
2: But there are, of course, many relatively unknown actors, and as Al Owens discovered, some of them are receiving recognition for portraying some very familiar characters. Chosen one, come forward. Henceforth, you will be called Santa Claus. What is, it, what is it like when they, when they say, you have the job, you are going to be Santa Claus? What was your first reaction? I, I, I did about four flips in the air. <laughs> it was terrific. I mean, uh, this is a, I, I think I figured up that this is my 32nd picture. And uh, to get this one at this stage in my life is, is, is good. You might not immediately recognize his name, but David Huddleston's face is certainly familiar. His characters have played alongside some of Hollywood's biggest names for years. He's also a veteran of more than 400 TV commercials. How does one prepare to become the world's most famous traveling elf? I actually put on 15 pounds to get the part because I figured that uh, Santa Claus was substantial. I always imagined Santa Claus to be a jolly good fellow that kids are drawn to like a magnet who envelops them in his giant wonderfulness and their eyes light up and they find happiness there. I still feel
1: that. It goes from him eating his carrots and now he's flying through the night sky past what looks like a modern farmhouse.
0: It almost looks like a paved driveway. A really long paved driveway. I was looking for like electrical poles, but I don't see them, so maybe they like, airbrushed them out of there.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the, uh, it may be a little out of order because then the hourglass shows up that shows that it is the 20th century. I would think that this house would be in the 20th century, not before it. But
0: well maybe it like coincides yeah you know?
1: maybe it goes you see the hourglass and then it fades to the elves are making some wooden toys there's an airplane two airplanes and a race car
0: and you know you said making toys that music making toys is playing on the soundtrack again <laughs> and they are now stamping these wooden toys with the elf made logo and if you have any Santa Claus the movie memorabilia in your collection whether they're coloring books or Hallmark ornaments or Happy Meal toys all officially licensed in Santa Claus the movie merch had the same elf made logo on it mhm yep so like I said all the Licensed Santa Claus the movie merchandise had this elf made logo, and all the official Santa Claus the movie merchandise was licensed by a company called Kalash Corporation NV. And in my research for this podcast, I thought, oh, this must be like a company that handles licensing to all sorts of properties, but all I can find. About it always leads back to just Santa Claus the movie. So I feel like this was set up exclusively to license Santa Claus the movie stuff. Maybe. And the trademark for the Elf Made logo appears to have been abandoned as of 1993. They filed the trademark uh, for it in 1985, shortly before the movie came out, to use that logo on various merchandise. And then I guess they just let it lapse. They abandoned it. So I'm not a lawyer. I'm not. I'm not a lawyer, so I. Um, but it definitely looks like if you go to Trademarkia, Trademarkia.com, and search either Kalash Corporation or Elf Made, you can actually apply to buy the trademark to the Elf Made logo and the logo to Santa Claus the movie to put on your own merchandise. But like I said, I'm not a lawyer. You probably want to consult with a lawyer, but. Ben loves the idea of buying the trademark to the Elf Made logo to I do, do something with. I don't
1: know what I would do with it, but I would absolutely love to have the trademark to it to be able to make stuff with the Elf Made logo. And it would be but ours. Isn't that,
0: but isn't that sad that as early yeah. as 1993, they had just given up totally on Santa Claus, the movie? It's like, we're yeah. never going to use the Elf Made logo again. I don't need to spend money to renew this.
1: Yeah, it is really sad, actually. It's very <laughs> depressing.
0: So, anyway, let's go to your deleted scene, and uh, maybe that'll cheer us up a bit.
1: Yes, okay. Well, it will and it won't. The first part's kind of a little sad, but the second part will cheer John up. So, uh, just just bear with me here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Santa, Dooley, and Puffy stood together eyeing Patch's latest toy proposal with something less than their usual level of enthusiasm. It looks just like another hoop, Santa said, letting Patch down gently. What's so special about this one? I can remember making those things centuries ago. And then Patch, basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically Patch had invented the hula hoop, which John knew of this already, but they
0: mentioned that in the audio commentary the director you know schwartz would mention how the montage went on a lot longer yes because through the years like periodically patch would invent something and it would become like a huge hit Mm -hmm. and he mentioned the hula hoop like patch inventing the hula hoop by name so i wonder if they actually filmed
1: that i don't know so he invented the hula hoop however um claus asked what's the point of it and patch said it's fun and it's good exercise santa stared at the wildly gyrating elf a moment later cuz you know patch is like doing the hula <laughs> I hoop totally you know. i can totally picture this
0: i can totally picture the scene in my <laughs> and head and
1: he shook his head going no no i don't think i don't think so this time patch and he turned and began to walk away so he he shot down patch's invention of the hula hoop Patch let the hoop drop, and he was kind of, you know, he was a little defeated. He was sad, you know, because Patch, even though he's a great inventor, great, um, a great, really a great mind of the of the Santa's like elf village there, he creates a lot, um, but he still has a lot of insecurities. You know, he's still kind of young mentally. You know, he he isn't as confident and everything as all the other elves. Santa turned back. I honestly can't see people going wild about a hoop, he said briskly before Patch could continue. Take my word for it, Patch. I was a people myself once. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> I just love that part. I was a people That's once. That's a pretty myself. funny line. <laughs> Santa patted him on the shoulder, wanting to make his hurt look disappear Wanting to reassure Patch, whose creative mind was far too sensitive for his own good, that he was still the best inventor around. And and dust off the elf pun sound thing.
0: It's been so long. That is one thing I, I realized rewatching this movie. It's like there is a lot less elf puns yes. than I remember. Well, get ready. We'll have to go back and see when our last elf pun minute was, but this is a new to me exclusively in the book elf pun so cue up the sound effect <laughs>
1: i hope i haven't filled you full of elf doubt he said oh. gently keep up the good work don't go oh too soon because i have another one
0: <laughs> oh is it two for the price of one i have two elf puns two puns for the price of one two puns
1: And then Santa sighed as he turned back to Dooley and Puffy, who had been observing from the other end of the workshop. As he drew closer, he saw the smile on Puffy's face, a smile that was not the least bit sympathetic. As for you, Puffy, Santa said with an unaccustomed sternness, don't look so elf-satisfied, at least he tried. (laughs) santa was well aware of an unspoken rivalry between the two elves knowing that patch envied puffy's what? responsible position while puffy was secretly envious of patch's creativity puffy was a good careful worker but he was a he was stolid, and uninspired as patch was brilliant and
0: unpredictable Oh man, I am vindicated. My head cannon is actual canon. <laughs> it's canon. There is a there is a rivalry between Patch and Puffy. Uh
1: huh. Yep.
0: So do you think uh, Patch would have invented these around the nineteen fifties when hula was for the huge fad?
1: Um, probably just just uh, just a smidge bit earlier, probably. But yeah, because it's the right century. So
0: they probably should have tacked on a little scene if they had this in the movie, as like where like patch gets the last laugh like santa's like delivering these mm-hmm. by the sack full one year in 1950 something yeah and then santa could say oh man these were a big hit patch sorry i doubted you so in movie time we we have gone through uh over a thousand years mm-hmm. in just a few minutes
1: <laughs> we've gone a long ways yeah
0: so right now we are somewhere between 1901 and modern day 1985 correct Yes, I'm not sure where exactly in the timeline, but in at least a minute and a half, we'll be in 1985. I Right? Think. Yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty close. And that's where my notes end for for this particular minute, minute number 38. Anything else you can think of to add before we uh, wrap things up this week? I
1: don't think so. I don't have anything from the comic book. I looked. Um, the comic book. I think we'll pick up in the next minute with just a with just a slight little uh, image. And uh, yeah, I think. That's all I have. I think I did. an en- I think I shared enough. I made John super excited that his canon rivalry between Puffy and Patch is real. He's gonna be floating on air for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, that.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I read that in the book. And I go, how have I missed this? The past five times I've read the book, <laughs> <laughs> like I just noticed it
0: maybe just uh your head like oh that's what John always says
1: yeah maybe John I must, just John didn't.
0: must have said that it wasn't in uh yeah it wasn't in the official book
1: must have it
0: wasn't in the official novel yeah and if you're tuning in if you're just tuning in and haven't listened to our backlog of 30 <laughs> some odd episodes I have not read this book she has not let me touch this book right
1: yeah the book is not al- John's not allowed to read my book <laughs>
0: So thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Santa by the Minute. As always, you can go check out our social media pages. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook at Santa Minute.
1: And you can also send us an email at santabytheminute at gmail.com.
0: And each and every Wednesday, we post a brand new episode. And you can listen to any of our episodes. Fuck free!